Hello listeners and welcome to Talk to Touch, the weekly podcast where I discuss living an LGBTQ plus life to build a strong and united community because connection starts with open conversation. I am your host, Denver Shai. If there is one thing I am super happy about at the moment is the amazing array of queer literature and novels and fiction that has become available. Absolutely fantastic. So with that in mind, I'm going to share with you three books. Two I've already read, one I've not yet read, but I just cannot wait to start reading. I have bought so many books and I know a lot of people who enjoy reading do this. Tell me if I'm the only one because I'm so sure I'm not that you buy a book, you're like, yeah, I'm going to read that. I'm looking forward to reading that one. Then you buy another. You've not read the one previously yet. And before you know it, you've got this bookshelf full of books you have not yet started reading, but you still see others in the bookshop that you want to buy. It's like catnip. Who doesn't love a good book? Come on. There is no way I could, gosh, can I imagine a world without books? How bland. That's like having a world without any kind of art or creativity. That is just sad, sad, sad world. We need books and art and creativity, and I love it. But anyway, I'm going to start with The Binding. Oh, my God. Seriously, I have read this book three times, I think. (laughs) And you know what? Holding it now makes me want to read it again. God, I'm in so much danger of reading it a fourth time. I never tire of this book. Never. It is, oh my God. Let me tell you about it anyway. It's The Binding by Bridget uh, Bridget Collins. And this is her first adult novel. She usually writes fiction for young adults. This one is the 2019 paperback. And I absolutely loved the cover. I think it was the first thing that struck me. Book covers are so important because if there's anything that is going to draw your eye, it's the cover. Now, I know when you go into a bookshop, for example, you can see so many covers and it's like being hit from all sides because you've got so many images and text and vibrancy just all over the place. However, it is really, really important. And the cover on this one is what actually drew me to it first. It doesn't look half as vibrant as it did when I first picked it up because I've handled it so much. And the other thing I liked about it was the cover felt like almost like velvet. It's really, it was, and I'm saying was, because like I say, I I have kind of like worn it down to almost nothing. But that aside, um, that's what really drew me to it. And I liked the blurb on the back, which I shall read to you. Emmett Farmer is a binder's apprentice. His job is to handcraft beautiful books and, within each, to capture something unique and extraordinary, a memory. If you have something you want to forget or a secret to hide, he can bind it and you will never have to remember the pain it caused. In a vault, under his mentor's workshop, row upon row of books and secrets are meticulously stored and recorded. Then one day, Emmett makes an astonishing discovery. One of the volumes has his name on it. When I read that, I was like, oh my God, what's in that book? What's in that book? 
I did get very, very excited. I got very excited at that. And so, yes, I picked it up and I had to add it to my stack of unread books. However, as soon as I got home, I did start reading. I'm telling you, this book is so well written and I love her style. I love the way she has woven her words together. They are so beautiful. And it's funny because I suppose you might say, well, most, you know, most authors, they're always weaving their words together and some authors are really clever. However, I think that different books attract you for different reasons. And I just love this. It is so, so beautiful. The one thing that did make me think was the fact that it was written in the first person. And most of the books that I read, in fact, I would say most, almost, almost all of them are written in the third person. And sometimes I find the first person a little bit too close, if that makes any sense. But I love this. It was so good. And I wanted to increase my queer fiction. And the funny thing is, I think, if I think rightly, actually, this was the first one. And yeah, it just went uphill from there. It was wonderful. So what I like about this one is just the texture of her writing, the way that she writes a scene and just the way she weaves her words together. And you are absolutely drawn in. Let me read you a little bit. I had never been so happy. I didn't know it was possible. When I woke in the morning, I lay there, incredulous, nearly blinded by it, holding on to the edge of the bed as if I was shipwrecked. I should have been at home, working, but it felt as if I was thinking about someone else's life, not mine. One way or another, the jobs would get done. It was a luxurious pleasure to lie still, listening to the birds, knowing that I was playing truant, not caring. It was late, and the sun was creeping up the side of the bed, over the rumpled sheets on Lucian's legs. He slept as though he'd been thrown away, one arm over his head, the veins on his wrists showing blue under the skin. I love that description. I really like seeing other characters through another character's eyes. It just makes all the difference rather than the author describing the character. There are really great ways of making um, a character come to life. And I think Bridget Collins has done a fabulous, fabulous job with this book. And I'd never heard of it. Like I said, I only picked it up. It was the cover that drew me first. And then when I read the back, I fell in love and I had to pick it up. Is it, do you know what I was going to say? I like her descriptions. Like there is a scene where she, a sentence where she says, spring widened into summer. And it is so emotive. It really conjures up ideas in your mind and gives you a sense of what's going on and the scene and the texture, just everything. It is, when I say it's a book, it's not a, oh God, I was gonna say, it's not a, it's not a book about magic. It's not magic as such. It's about one particular thing and it's about the books and binders and people's memories being sealed into the books. I'm not gonna go any further than that because I really don't wanna ruin the story for you. However, I also love the way she has woven the story between the two boys, uh, the two young men, I should say, who whose lives are intertwined and how they meet and, you know, the struggles, the journey, the whole thing. It really is excellent. And I, 
I think you would be absolutely absorbed into the story. I don't know what you usually read. You'll have to let me know and say, you know, this is what I normally read. So I think I would recommend this to, to anyone. It's written in three parts. And the story also has, um, between the two characters, it's given, the story is being shown from one side to the other, to the other. And it's, that may sound complicated, but it's written so well, you know exactly whose perspective the story is told from. My highlight and recommendation, my number one, I will never throw this book out. God knows how many times I will read it. In fairness though, people have read Lord of the Rings a lot of times. This is my version of that, I would say. Just beautiful, fascinating, beautifully written, definitely recommended if you want a piece of fiction. The Binding by Bridget Collins. This one is the paperback version of 2019. Well done, Bridget. Bloody marvellous. Absolutely wonderful. Funny thing is, God, I really need to stop. Well, do I need to stop reading it? No. So yes, I am going to read it again. Oh my God. The Song of Achilles, first published in Great Britain in 2011. This edition that I have here is the 2017 version. Let me read you the synopsis on the back. Greece in the Age of Heroes. Awkward young prince Patroclus has been exiled to the court of King Peleus. Despite their differences, Peleus's golden boy Achilles befriends the shamed prince. As they grow into young men, their bond blossoms into something deeper, despite the displeasure of Achilles' mother, the sea goddess Thetis. But when word comes that Helen of Sparta has been kidnapped, Achilles must go to war in distant Troy and fulfil his destiny. Torn between love and fear for his friend, Patroclus goes with him. It wasn't something that I would, it wasn't a book I would have picked up, I must admit, when I saw it in Waterstones. I thought, oh, lovely. And it was under, I think at that time, they had it kind of like under the um, a section of queer books to read. And the manager said, it is really good. She loved it. Give it a go. Try it. You'll love it. And so I thought, okay, it really doesn't take me much to buy a book, does it? I'm so easily persuaded. So anyway, I did also want to, like I said before, broaden the styles of books that I would read. I don't know about you, but most people who read, or often people who read, who enjoy reading, tend to get caught with a particular author. And the next thing you know, that you just consume all their books, like Dan Brown, Lee Childs, James Patterson, uh, Karen Slaughter. Oh my God, her her books are absolutely excellent. She she writes like thrillers, brilliant, very good. And at one point, I was reading these authors' works and not really looking any further. But when I decided to read queer fiction, I thought, let me go out and take a good look. Any reason to go and get another book? And I think sometimes when you get stuck with one author, one or two authors, it can be very difficult to broaden your your reading. But this was definitely different. It wasn't what I would normally read. It isn't my thing, but it is enjoyable. And it it's written very, very well. And I like how the story is woven to bring Achilles and a Patroclus, the way their relationship blooms and how they get together. It's, it's, it's good. If you like if you like Greek 
and Roman kind of books, this might be the thing for you. Would I read it again? Maybe. I still have it, so that that's telling. I still have it. I would have to give it another go. I did get absorbed. I was I was hooked. Not quite like the binding though. Now, the book I have not yet read. I am so, oh my god, honestly, I do think come on Denver, stop it. Read the books that you've already got and just get a grip. I did ban myself from Waterstones at one point for about 6 months because it was just crazy. It got ugly real fast. Now, here filled with bookmarks is The New Life by Tom Crew. The cover is a bright, vibrant orange and the inside looks like it's got marbling and it is so beautiful. This is the hardback version. The cover really did draw me in because of its vibrancy but when I read the little blurb on the card on the shelf it was talking about the story, it was basically the overview of this book. And I thought, oh my God. So let me read to you. Let me read you this blurb. Two Victorian marriages, two dangerous love affairs, one extraordinary partnership. After a lifetime spent navigating his desires, John Addington, married to Catherine, has met Frank, a working class printer. Meanwhile, Henry Ellis's wife, Edith, has fallen in love with Angelica, and Angelica wants Edith all to herself. When, in 1894, John and Henry decide to write a revolutionary book together, intended to challenge convention and the law, they are both caught in relationships stalked by guilt and shame. Yet they share a vision of a better world, one that will expand possibilities for men and women everywhere. Their daring book threatens to throw John and Henry and all those around them into danger. How far should they go to win personal freedoms? And how high a price are they willing to pay for a new way of living? Don't tell me that that, that doesn't make you want to read the book. I mean, my goodness, as soon as I read that, I was like, yeah, got to get it. So I did. The thing I liked about that was having something that talks about challenging the conventions in society and about making life as free for others as possible. Because there's so many of us that have a way that we want to live our lives that society doesn't like. And when you have the opportunity to, to read good fiction that is telling you, um, that is showing you the lives of others and the way that things are, are moving and the fight and struggles people have and the way they challenge so-called norms, I think, flipping marvellous. Why not? And so not only did the vibrant colour draw my eye, because it really was stuck between, when I say stuck, not really placed, I should say, between a load of other books, but most of those covers were quite dark. Whether that was deliberate, I do not know. Maybe it was. But I am listening to some books on Audible at the moment as well that are written roughly in about 10 to 15 years kind of sort of timeline of this book. I'm so excited about reading this. However, listen to me. I've just talked about reading The Binding again, and yet I want to read this. There is so many books. There are so many books and not enough time. That is my excuse. That's just the way I'm seeing it. Let me tell you a little bit about 
Oh, actually, before I tell you a little bit about the author, there was something I wanted to say about this. Now, what I found fascinating about this book was the fact that some of the characters in this story are actually loosely based on real people and certain events that took place. And I think that is really incredible because the one thing that that does is certainly gives a good foundation and base for the story. And so when you understand, when you read the story, then, you know, you look at the back and you understand um, some of the the information that's gone into the book. It really does bring it to life and it's great. So in the back, Tom, I just had to double check his name then because I thought, oh my God, have I said somebody else? Tom has actually woven some real events. So for example, all of the questions recurring through chapter 21, with two exceptions, were posed to Oscar Wilde during his three trials in 1895. Though they are here presented non-sequentially and in a new relation to one another, the very last questions were addressed to the judge by Wilde himself immediately after he was sentenced. So I think that is really fascinating how he's been able to, how Tom has been able to weave these real events into his story. And it always makes a book exciting, I think, when an author does that. And I, it's it's good. It shows real, um, shows the effort that goes into writing a book. It's not an overnight thing. I suppose when you see a book like this, oh, somebody sat down and they've written their book. You know, some people might think it's really easy, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hours. And it's something you've really got to love and enjoy doing. There are struggles, but overall, you've really got to enjoy it. I do like the picture of Tom in the back cover. I think it is, it's lovely. It's just the way that that photo has been taken. But Tom has a PhD in 19th century British history from Cambridge Uni. And this is his first novel. Um, let me read to you his quote. Crewe says in the back of his book, this is the book I knew I wanted to write long before I actually wrote it. I hope it reveals to readers an unfamiliar Victorian England that will surprise and provoke, inhabited by a generation in the process of discovering the nature and limits of personal freedom, struggling to create a better world as the 20th century comes into view. I hope this book does really well. I've bought it and I'm sure many other people will buy it too. I will come back to you with my my thoughts on the book, having read it, when I read it. God knows when that will be. Uh, probably sooner than you think, actually. But I think it would be, I think it's, I think it's good. It'll be a great way of stretching out into new authors. I'm actually really pleased with myself because I do get fixated on and I will say fixated. It's a bit like when you read one author's work and then you look back to see what else they've written and you just get you just consume everything they've done. And I am trying to broaden what I read. And down in my on my bookshelf, actually, I have a lot of books by different authors. And in fact, all the ones I would have read before are now in a cupboard. So The New Life, The Song of Achilles, The Binding. I would recommend The Binding first and foremost, I must admit. I, I would say that absolutely. And I hope you enjoy reading. I really do. And I would love to hear about the books you're reading, what excites you, what interests you, the styles of books you like to read, maybe your favourite author. 
you know let me know in the comments on youtube and tell me what you think because i do believe and i said it last week i do believe there's a book for everybody and some people may say they hate reading but i just i just think they haven't found the right book that's how i feel about it anyway so thank you so much for joining me today to look at these books showing you my favorite books i will show you more in the future because you know what life without books would be really boring and uh i, I could talk about books all day to be honest that art photography a few other things my goodness plenty that brings us to the end of this episode i hope it has given you some ideas for some books that you might want to read or maybe to start reading i mean that would be absolutely fantastic just let me know what you think as always thank you for listening to talk to touch if you enjoy this show please rate and review on apple Podcasts and tune in every monday for new episodes until then i am denver shy and don't forget connection starts with open conversations